Hi, and welcome to Intercom on Product, which is a new podcast series with myself, Des Trainer, co-founder of Intercom, and Paul Adams, who's our Senior Vice President of Product. Over the time we've worked together, Paul and I have had countless conversations about things like how to run a product org at scale, how to balance customer feedback on your product roadmap, how to spread a product-first mentality throughout a company, how to maintain design excellence in a fast-growing R&D team, and so much more. In this series, we're going to begin sharing some of these discussions with you on a regular basis, covering everything from industry trends, what's hot right now, all the way through to things like, how are we embracing the rise of automation? So if you're a designer, product manager, engineer, researcher, or anything in between, we think you'll find these conversations really valuable. You can subscribe to Intercom on Product on iTunes, you can stream it on Spotify, or even just grab the RSS feed in your player of choice. Thanks for listening. Welcome to episode three of Intercom on Product. I'm once again joined by our SVP of Product, Mr. Paul Adams. Hello. And today we're going to talk about how it is that we meet and congregate to review stuff that we're just about to ship and how we make decisions around it. We do it through the medium that we call a product forum. Paul, what the hell is a product forum? Yes, glad you asked. So it's a meeting that we have, which doesn't sound very exciting. I'm I'm very excited. (laughs) (laughs) It's a meeting where we make decisions. Right. So here, here I'll give you the backstory of where this came from. Mm-hmm. We have Design Crit, like mm-hmm. most other companies out there. And Design Crit is like someone shows off their work and gets feedback from their designers. Yeah, in, in Intercom, it's typically the design team yeah. only. Okay. I think yeah. other people show up sometimes too. Engineers and PMs might show yeah. up, but generally it's the designers giving peer feedback mm-hmm. or manager feedback on work. Mm-hmm. Hey, here's a design. Here's a problem I'm trying to solve. Here's some sketches. Here's ideas. You know, help me out. Critique my work yeah. in a positive, you know, constructive way. Mm-hmm. And the design crits here work pretty well. They're very, like I said, positive, constructive. You know, mm-hmm. it's the spirit of the thing. People need to be obviously need to feel safe to like share all their work and, and have a critique. You know, it's sometimes you've got to sh- show some vulnerability to like just open up for like, hey, right, give it to me straight, you know. Mm-hmm. So Product Forum is something that came about about 18 months ago when we were redesigning our Messenger. It was a project called Messenger 4. It was the fourth version of our Messenger. And it was a pretty big project for us at the time. And there was a lot of different stakeholders. Uh, what was also happening at that time was the company had grown quite fast. And so there was people like me who was running the product org. Then you had like product directors. And then there you even had like PM director, design director. Then below that you had design managers or like a group product manager potentially. And then below that you have like the individual contributors, the PM, right, yeah. the designer. The people actually doing the work basically. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And the product forum came about because there was confusion about who was approving what, right. or who was making the decision about what. It's fair to say this is something of a slightly larger company problem, right? Like, Well, I, I, I don't know. Right. I, I, that's where it came from. That was its origin mm-hmm. for us. But, but now I think, I actually think it's an, an amazing meeting for any company to have, right. because even if you're a company of like 10 people, there's yeah. hierarchy there. Yeah. There's like the founder, CEO, yeah. or, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and so there's always going to be this, this dilemma, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you're striving for clarity in, who do I need to show this to? Who needs to give feedback? Yeah. You know, what are the ro- different roles people are playing? Are they like just contributing? Is it like a design crit where you can mm-hmm. kind of just generally ignore the feedback if you think that's best? Or do you actually have to take on yeah. board what's said? Yeah. yeah, okay. So the biggest thing on Product Forum was, okay, this is going to be a decision-making meeting. Mm-hmm. So the only time we run a Product Forum is when there are decisions to be made, which of course is all the time. Yeah. But So we, for Messenger 4, for example, and some other projects, we had it every week, once right. a week for an hour a week. And then the team would come in, working on the, on this case, in the, in the beginning, Messenger 4. They would come in. And I should say, like, it worked amazingly well most of the time. 
And is part of the value that it's a it means no decision can be can be postponed longer than a week or like you know like I presume you, the the idea isn't freeze the team until four right time, no right? absolutely like, not yeah. yeah so this is like these are like big decisions right okay so, as in like decisions need to be made at the senior level because it impacts massive amounts of investment scope whatever exactly right. like the team the team makes decisions every day as yeah. you might imagine yeah. uh, all local smaller decisions yeah. and then you know typically what happen is the teams and intercom are very lot, a lot of independence mm-hmm. and so usually the way this work is something was would be hard to decide. It was like, right. oh, this is hard. This is a hard one. This is a big yeah. one. Hey, this it says tentacles over here. Yeah. This touches off this other piece of intercom. Yeah. Um, we'll need we'll need team inbox to work on this if exactly. we do that and, and we don't have the authority to make that decision. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And you know, as you know yourself, both you and I these days are yeah. quite hands off in terms mm-hmm. of product and design decisions. We're not involved in the day to day work at all, which is I think exactly how it should be. Mm-hmm. Which by the way is a surprise to many people I talk about externally. Like neither you or I do product reviews or you know a lot I of I think it's because we still talk such a good game. <laughs> yeah, whatever you do, don't walk the walk. Just talk the talk. You're grand. No one will ever know. Hence this podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so, so the great product forums, people come in and they would basically say, "Hey, we have three decisions to make today." Yeah. And by the way, if we do not walk out of the, this is a you know mm-hmm. side comment. If we don't make a, walk out of there with those three decisions, fail. Like that's a failure on the on the on the meet. The meeting's failed. Yeah. The decision might be, you know, do more work on X. Mm-hmm. We've got to make a decision. Yeah. And so we, there would be like, okay, three things. I mean, decision on X, decision on Y, decision on Z, yeah. and we're going to spend, you know, 20 minutes here, 20 minutes there, 20 minutes there. So it's yeah. very structured. Yeah. And in the best cases, people present the decision they need to make. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, here's like a design problem we have. There's option A and option B and option C. Yeah. And then usually they'd make a recommendation. Yeah. They'd go through pros and cons of each yeah. of the options, which is how our design team works. It's like, yeah. hey, option A, pros, cons, option B, pros, cons. I think this, by the way, is just good practice. Yeah. All options in any kind of decision like this have pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they represent that as neutrally as possible. Yeah. They do usually make a recommendation. Yeah. Hey, we're, we want to go with option B. Yeah. And that recommendation would be from the entire team. Like it would have engineering input, design input, PM input, et cetera. Yeah, yeah. which raises an inter- interesting question around like yeah. who goes to product forum. Yeah. So the the team go, you yeah. know, everyone goes, not everyone necessarily on the team, but mm-hmm. all, all the stakeholders will be yeah. there. Like the engineers who are going to build this thing will be there. Yeah. The directors will be there. But the meeting, when the product forum is organized, and, and by the way, the people who run the product forum is typically the program manager mm-hmm. for, for that project. We've um, program managers in Intercom who help kind of coordinate and uh, make sure that we're running things very well cross-functionally and like yeah. mapping to our goals. Yeah, keeping uh, sales and marketing in the loop about what's happening, et cetera. Right? Exactly, yeah, exactly. Um, keeping things running smoothly right across mm-hmm. the company. It's kind of a bit of a secret sauce for us, I think. And so the program manager would run the product forum typically and they'd record the decisions that are made and then yeah. disseminate them. And so usually like the full team will be there, you know, the engineers that were going to build a thing, the designer, the PM, usually the PM would present, sometimes the designer would. Mm-hmm. And that's basically how it worked. And then the cases where it didn't work well, which happened, and then, you know, we learned and iterated the thing along the way. We had bad product forms too. Yeah. And usually they were in the form of no clear decision, right. ambles into like chat. Yeah. Suddenly we're critiquing whatever we want. Suddenly it's like, oh, UI level polish feedback. Right. And we're ripping up decisions from two weeks ago. And exactly. That's yeah. absolute worst case scenario. Or like yeah. there's a different audience this time and they disagree with the last, uh, the yeah. last decisions being made. Yeah. yeah. And so the great, like, great things that you want to hear in this product forum are, we don't want feedback on that today. Yeah. We're not talking about X today. Yeah. It's too early for talk about Y. Or, yeah. hey, everyone, we, this is also something that comes up a lot. Br- love this. Brilliant. Which is, hey, everyone, reminder, you started talking about, you know, one, two, three. We decided two weeks ago to not do that. Mm-hmm. So we can either A, put on a new agenda for a new product forum to talk about revisiting that decision, yeah. or B, 
move on. Move on. And move on. and guess what? No one ever wants to revisit the decision, yeah, yeah. right? And nor should we really. Yeah. If we want to make progress and that's something new has come to light. As we get closer to launch, we move into like this type of like end-to-end review, right? Like where it's yeah. like, where you, you kind of, for us, it's like both sides. It's like the go-to-market side. Like, so let's look at it from the advert a user clicks through to the blog post, through to the landing page, to the podcast, yeah. the sign-up flow, the purchase experience, landing in the product for the first time, all the way through. That's kind of like, you know, it's like product form on steroids, but at the same time, we're like, uh, it's mostly around what are the most important things that we need to change before this goes. So you're kind of sort of saying, if you can live with it, you're living with it. But if you actually literally think this is a stop ship moment, raise an alarm in a sense, right? Yeah. Yeah. And to make sure that we don't have gaps. Mm -hmm. And by the way, we we, we learn this the hard way. Every product company I think has gaps somewhere yeah like, there's always a crack in the org chart somewhere but yeah we've had a you know like as you well know we've had a few corkers over the years of, yeah. of missing key parts of this end-to-end experience I, I remember we launched Acquire as it was known at the time and it was really well received by all of our new customers who signed up for it that day but then all of our current customers were like how do I sign up and we're like oh we forgot <laughs> <laughs> we actually literally forgot how to let our current customers sign up like that's an example of like just yeah being too deep in one area without taking a step back. Now that's like Intercom of like four or five years ago. It's a different right. sort of company, but like, uh, yeah. but I think, yeah, the, these gaps exist everywhere. You know? Yeah, they absolutely do. Yeah. And, and you know, again, like an often quote, a quoted thing people say, of course, is that your customer doesn't experience the org, org structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, they experience the product. And if they do experience the org structure, that's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. So this end-to-end review is designed to take that holistic, consistent, yeah. coherent view. Like, yeah. hey, does this thing yeah. seamlessly hold together like you said, is the is the copy and positioning and language on the marketing mm-hmm. site carried through and sign up and onboarding yeah. and in the product? Yeah. Does the product nav say the same thing as the marketing yeah. site? The one question I ask, no matter what the discussion is in end to ends, and it never fails to yield some insight, is some version of, and what did the users say when we showed this to them? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I remember with producters, we were talking about like the new user experience, and we were really, really happy with it. And I was like, okay, cool. It's good that we're all happy with it. But uh, unfortunately, we're all the people who are literally the least capable people on the planet of yeah. independently evaluating this because right. we all know what this is. Yeah. So have we shown it to anyone who does not know what this is? And they're like, oh, grumble, grumble, grumble. Actually, we have like two weeks left to go and we really, it's it's inconvenient to do so. And I was like, well, the good news is we have a few hundred intercomrades who probably don't have a clue what this is. Can we right. start with them? You know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, and it's funny, like the other thing, and maybe this is a slightly unique intercom thing is that, we really have two sets of users all the time. For something like tours, we have the people who need to create tours and put them live. Yeah. And then separate to that, we have the people who experience tours, which are our customers' customers. Right. And we kind of need to make sure we're designing for both sides of the equation. Otherwise, we don't get values, which means a lot of the research and the testing that we do to sort of evaluate, are we doing the right thing, is kind of two-sided. Mm-hmm. And sometimes those two sides can be at odds with each other. One person can say, this is really interruptive, and the business can say, that's great, because I really want to interrupt them. You know? Yeah, exactly. And it, yeah. So we, we kind of struggle with that. What uh, When you're sitting through end-to-end, what, what are you most attuned to? What do you look for most? Yeah, I think the thing that I look for most is the thing that we historically do least well right you know which is obviously like a very thing it's specific to us yeah i imagine for other companies out there people that are listening your answer to this might be different mm-hmm. to mine but the thing that we've struggled with the most over the years is the jump from effectively jump from marketing to product yeah so like we have our website which yeah. is owned by a marketing team and our brand design team and then you know over the internet scale we have a product yeah. owned by our product team 
you know, our product team is in Dublin, London, and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Our marketing team is in Dublin and San Francisco. But very often you have a team in San Francisco in marketing working with a team in product in Dublin or mm-hmm. London, which exacerbates this problem in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so what you've got, because it's a little bit harder to collaborate and, you know, yeah. work kind of in a fluid way, day to day, hour to hour, mm-hmm. especially coming up close to a launch when you're like joining all these pieces together. Yeah. And so the thing that we've struggled the most with is ensuring that the first use experience of yeah. Intercom or of this new thing in Intercom is really well thought through, very deliberately and thoughtfully designed, that it connects to both sides, it connects you know, on one end to like the purchase experience or the positioning experience on the website to the other side of the actual product itself because different teams literally do those two different things. And actually typically a a third team here in the company does the middle bit, like our purchase and onboarding team. And so the easiest thing in the world when you're all guns blazing, you know, getting down this like last mile of like getting the thing out the door, these different teams are doing these different things and it's very easy to be siloed. Like just, you, you just, it's faster to not have to really deeply think about the other pieces. Yeah, it's easy to, well, it's like, the, you know, in engineering terms, this is like unit testing versus integration testing. Yeah. Right? It's like, it's, it's easier to just assume that a customer has dropped in your lap. The phrase that, I think it was the Jakob Nielsen pioneered the city of descent of information. It's sitting that yeah. I, I'm always most conscious that we can get, it can get dropped. Like we're like, the ad might have said one thing and the landing page might have indeed said that same thing. Right. But then after that, it's just totally gone. And you're like, hang on, I signed up for this onboarding tool and now you're talking mm-hmm. to me about messages. What's going on? Yeah. And uh, yeah. It, it's um, it's like it's a recurring pain, or but it's it's something that's I'm, I'm nearly hardwired to, to watch. Like, you know, ideally you want to see like the same phrase icon or something in every single screen all the way along. That's yeah. what tells you that your customers aren't going to get lost. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for, for us these days, uh, again, like it's a, it's a thing we've historically been not as good at as other other things we've worked on, but you know the 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 path to growing a successful company, of course, is repeat your successes and don't repeat your mistakes. Yeah, yeah. sounds easy, mm-hmm. if only. But we have made enough mistakes over the years in that yeah. neck of the woods to now really be, like you said, really be attuned to it. Yeah, that's, so that's we're awesome getting much much better these days. And so then the, then then I think that the opportunity to be better will kind of shift somewhere else. So that's the two key meetings that we use to bring every single thing we release to light, which is the product forum for decision making and then end to end for the final, holy shit, did we forget to do do something here? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And that's it for this week's episode. Uh, Tune in again soon. Yep. See you. Thanks for listening to the Intercom on Product podcast. For more content, go to our blog at intercom.com slash blog or subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. This is Intercom on Product.